the Galcho Podcast, episode 142. Listeners, ciao. Thanks for tuning in. Somebody has some explaining to do. Yep, 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 yep. Hope you're all well. Jesus Christ. Hope you're all still alive. I apologize if you thought I was not alive in uh, in recent weeks. It's uh, it's good to be back. It's really good to be back, man. A lot has happened since the last episode. And I know I always say that, but it's uh, it's been a little while since the last episode, which is uh, which is on me. We'll get into that uh, shortly. But uh, my God, it's been it's been a month to the day that the last pod would have dropped. So uh, a fuck ton of shit has happened. Uh, last checked in with you guys in Santorini, intending to get back into the action upon my return. Uh, but again, we'll, 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 we'll kind of get into everything that's been going on uh, with me. But more importantly, so much shit has happened since the last time we last recorded. Transfer deadline day passed. We had an international break. We had some international qualifiers for the World Cup coming up. Uh, Yazzurri broke the all-time undefeated record. We've had five uh, five match weeks in Serie A. Nick Gianelletti has continued on his generally impressive uh, run of form here in his gambling. Uh, Venezia still suck cock. Juve were in the relegation zone. We had the return to Champions League and, and, and a ton of other shit, man. So we're, we're not even going to bother trying to get into all the football that's been going on. I, I, think, I just think we have a lot of catching up to do. I have so much goddamn shit to get off my chest, man. Uh, shit from Mykonos, which was absolutely nuts. Salt Bay, Salt Bay's restaurant, Nusret, is, is completely fucked. So I need to report on that because it's patently insane. My Sunday league team is a mess. My football career is a total mess. We're going to get into all that, okay? Uh, so, 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 so let's do that. And, uh, and yeah, well, without further ado, listeners, it's good to be back. I know I have some explaining to do. We'll get to that. Don't worry. Till then, just sit back, relax, and enjoy this 142nd episode. Just be happy we're back. We're back for good now. Don't worry. I will not leave you guys like that again. Uh, so, without further ado, let's throw it over to Pino. Take it away. Die. Let's go. Però, catenazzo che donna sei. Delle donne non mi fido, il corteggiamento è un rito, troppo spesso si finisce che una donna ti tradisce. E non mi importa se son bionde, non mi importa se son more, a me basta che siano tonde e disposte a far l'amore da bambino. Veramente fui cacciato dalla scuola perché la professoressa mi faceva molto gola quando facevo il militare, poi la moglie del tenente mi faceva le moine, io la presi tra la gente, perciò bambina, se sono qui per te stasera, è una fortuna. Andiamo! Let's go, folks. All right. Tu balila. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. All right, motherfuckers. What's up? What's up, you sickos? My sweet, dulcet tones. Singing. Speaking. Are back in your ear. What the hell is up? I hope you're all well. I, I'm, uh... I, I can't tell you how happy I am to be back. I can't tell you how delighted... I am just to be able to hear fucking Pino again, man. It's uh, it's fucking awesome to be back. Okay, listeners, my God, what's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome to episode number one forty two of the Cultural Podcast. Samadamo coming at you. Uh, I I'm I'm sorry. Why don't we just start there? I I I think an apology is clearly in order. Uh, man, I hope you guys are all doing well. And and. I appreciate everyone who's reached out over the past couple of weeks, checking in, saying, yo, bro, you good? Like, what's going on? Uh, it's on me, man. When I last recorded, it was in Santorini. 
Uh, we were heading off to Mykonos the following day, uh, the first lady and I, for another like 10 days. And the following week when I was back, I was supposed to get into it. So that that was kind of the the, the bar that I had set. And, uh, you know, it was going to be a two-week layoff between podcasts, which is longer than usual. But whatever, it was, you know, it was going to be an exceptional thing. I uh, didn't expect to be able to, to just have any time to sit down in Mykonos. So uh, I do have a lot of stories to report, though, on Meek, which uh, which we'll get into. Uh, no stress. But, yeah, just look. So so honestly, man, I, I'll kind of let you guys in on, on how my brain works. I... Uh, genuinely was just really fucking busy when I got back the first week and figured I would just record uh, the following week. And uh, I notified you guys on Instagram. And uh, if you don't follow us, uh, please do on all social media, uh, on Instagram, TikTok, on, on Twitter, at Cultural Podcast, um, where in addition to always posting shit uh, that's on my mind, I you know post updates about the show and I usually make good on it. But I'm going to be honest, like, like that, that, that week that I thought I was going to be back um, f- with this episode, which is now last week, uh, man, I just my, my my brain was a fucking mess. I was I was kind of like I was kind of overthinking it. It's weird. I, I know you, you you might you might think what the hell, Sam? Like you just ramble you ramble into a mic. What the hell is there to overthink? Uh, but I don't know. I, I just had a lot of stuff. I had, I had an overwhelming amount of, of of things I wanted to point out, football wise and otherwise, and and I I don't know. I, I kind of let it. I kind of let it just just stall me a little bit, and I kind of just procrastinated. I put it off, and I was like, ah, you know, I don't know. How do I? How do I attack this? How do I, you know, how do I want to structure this? And then as this is happening, more shit, more news is happening, right? More things are going on in the world that I'm, you know, m- more thoughts are popping into my head that I want to uh, share on the pod, and and then that brings us to this week when I I recorded multiple bits of the pod that you're gonna hear now, and kind of just was overthinking how I wanted to put it all together, and I know it seems nuts. Uh, and to be honest, I've never done that before. Um, it's never happened to me before. What, certainly when I was with Nick, but even just since I've gone solo, uh, anytime there's a guest, I don't overthink it, man. I just do it. Um, but uh, yeah, look, I, so, so I just decided, look, all the things I want to fucking throw out, I will. Stay as long as you want. Uh, you know, much love to you all. Hopefully you guys will you know, be a little bit starved for, uh, for a little Sam fix. And, uh, and, and you'll stick around for, for the entirety of this pod. I do have a ton of shit I want to get to. And as of next week... Uh, we will be back. We will be back weekly. Um, you know, guests will 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 continue to make appearances, but I I think I probably am gonna wind up just you know, you 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 can expect me to to do a number of solo pods in the coming weeks. I think I I, I kind of want to get the muscle back and kind of keep getting you know keep getting back into the habit. And there is a shit ton of stuff coming up in the you know upcoming weeks. We got Champions League back next week. Serie A is interesting already right out the uh, right out the gate. Um, looks like it'll be another fun competitive season with a, a decent amount of parity. And it's still early, right? So a lot of shit's going to happen throughout the year. And plus, you know, the Azzurri are looking really fucking strong still. Uh, we've got a World Cup qualifying campaign to wrap up, and we've got Nations League finals in two weeks. Uh, more news on that um, later. But um, all this to say, a lot to get to. Um, and I'll, you know, just, I'll, I'll be getting back into the flow that you guys are accustomed to. So, you know, if uh, if, if you're tuning back in, uh, thanks a lot. Sorry about that. Felt like I should just probably get that uh, off my chest first. You know what I felt like? I felt like fucking the creators of Rick and Morty, Justin Roiland, and, and what's his name? Da- is it Dan Hammond? Uh, between like seasons two and three, when the whole world was, when they were just overthinking everything, they're like, ah, you know, how do we attack this? And shit, you know, we're we're behind schedule. We've gone so long. We have all these ideas. We wanna, we have all the ideas. We, I know it's it's a little bit, it's a little bit more complex, I guess. You know, an entire sci-fi 
um, you know, critically acclaimed huge sci-fi series, whole season worth of it, right? That, that, that millions of people watch. I guess it's a little bit more complex than me fucking rambling for an hour or two. <laughs> Fuck me. How, how, how ego-driven am I for even thinking that, that I could draw a, a comparison between the two? Obviously, obviously, I'm just, you know, I, I'm, I'm just an idiot who, who overthought this for, uh, for, for nothing. But, but I really did feel like, I really did feel like, like this, this, this weird, this weird, like pressure as time went on, like, oh, you know, how do I attack the fucking episode? Ah, you know, what, 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 what do I do? You know, do I talk about football? Do I not? Do I try to summarize everything that's been happening in the fucking world of cultural? Do I uh, do I just get all the observations and random shower thoughts from Mykonos out? And honestly, man, I was kind of haunted by this bit that I wanted to just that that I thought might be fun for a week. You know, uh, I, I was haunted about the fact that I didn't share it. I should have tweeted it out. Uh, for the record, instead I kept it to myself and thought like oh, this will be fun. You know, this will be a fun little a fun little joke. It's an inside joke where I'm the only one who's in on it, but I swear to God, I actually thought after we lost, after Juve lost to Empoli, like the day after the last time I recorded, the day after we lost Cristiano Ronaldo, the day after we sold him, and I said it was a blessing in disguise, you know. And then the following week when we when we lost to Napoli, like I just as I looked increasingly stupid for for all the shit I said on the previous pod, I thought, you know, how funny would it be if I just, at this point, what I should do is I should just, I, I should wait until Juve win a game before I record the next pod. And then when I do, I could say, ah, you know, I was waiting for Juve to win a game. You know, and it'll wind up being maybe a few days after I said I initially would. And I figured how hard it would be to beat Napoli. They fucking lost to like Benevento, I think 5-1 during the international break. It was a, it was a friendly, right? But, but well, whatever. Obviously, obviously, it meant fucking nothing. They're perfect through five games now. But I don't know. I was unnecessarily cocky, and I had no reason to be. We just lost Empoli, for fuck's sake. Nothing looked like it had changed since uh, last season. But, but yeah, it just went on and on and on. And we only got, you know, incidentally, we, we, we only got the win, the first win of the season this week. We're in the relegation zone before that. I mean... Well, whatever. So, 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 so. I guess, I guess, it kind of wound up coming full circle that I only recorded after we we won a game. Uh, <sighs> a tough game it was too, man. We're in, this isn't gonna be a Juve pod, but you know. And if you do, if you do, if you are Juventino, you want to hear more. Uh, latest episode of Turin Giants came out the other day, which I recorded live with uh, with Uncle Farhad actually uh, on YouTube, and it was supposed to be up on YouTube, but he uh, unfortunately regrettably did not like his background he was very self-conscious of it and said nah, no 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 scrap it you know we're gonna take it down off of youtube and next time i'll he'll he'll, he'll get a background he likes more but but whatever you could still listen to the podcast it's okay i i, I gave him i gave him a bit of a i i i i i, I sufficiently sufficiently shot on him for it and uh, and teased him um which 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 I kind of felt bad about because he he, he immediately <laughs> he kind of immediately I think he kind of immediately regretted it, but he lost the uh, the, the visual stream like right away when he decided not to upload it, and uh, and that was it. So there was no going back, unfortunately. But you you anyway you can listen to that episode if you want. It's episode one seventy nine of Turin Giants. Uh, if you want to hear more Juve talk, but fuck me, like it feels like Chiesa is the only guy right now that that, that really in in that last game against Spezia anyway. He was the guy who who at times like when we were down. 
kind of just like led the charge. But uh, whatever, man. We're back. We are back. We are fucking back. And and l- listen, man. I I gotta say, I I really enjoyed Greece, but like when you go to Mykonos, it's it's this weird kind of cocktail of of you know Greeks from all over the country who come to work there in tourism. So in that sense, you do get an you do get a bit of an authentically Greek experience, but you also I mean, you also are kind of like in another world that is, you know, owned by <laughs> it's owned by fucking Russian oligarchs and it it feels like Dubai or like Miami in a lot of ways, which is to say it doesn't feel like Greece. It feels like a complete cash grab where you know, everyone is is trying to show off for 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 someone or you know for 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 some reason, and and I gotta say, don't get me wrong, I, I fucking loved it. Okay, I had a great time there. I had a great time there. It's expensive as fuck, but I I I had a good time. Okay, but being who I am, I I could <laughs> I couldn't help but just notice like certain insufferable things about about human beings who who go to these places, who go to these like. These these hot you know Instagrammable fucking destinations, and and what I liked about it from from a you know from a from a comedic point of view, uh, and from a just random observational point of view as a guy who just had all these crazy random things going all on all around him. You know what I liked about it was there was this weird clash of 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 Greek Mediterranean chaos and you know cosmopolitan shallow luxurious culture so i i need not explain more when i say the place was crawling with italians right because i mean they 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 absolutely they they drink it up i mean they love mykonos they fucking love it because it's you know it's it's relatively close it's familiar it sounds sexy, ah, uh, you know, Mykonos. And when they're there, it's just a bunch of people trying to put on la bella figura. So it's 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 amazing. There, there's designer stores everywhere. Uh, you know, there's 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 you know the same the same deep house remixes played in every single beach club. Shit's overpriced, and you know. They, they 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 fucking love going there and acting like money ain't a thing. They do. They absolutely do. It's like <laughs> it's like every it's like every Italian uh it's like every Italian in Italy, man. It's like predominantly anyway. You know, a lot of them will complain to you about how 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 terrible their lives are, but you know, you'll never catch them dead looking looking less than perfect or, you know, without some kind of designer brand adorning them or eating well they'll still do all that right they'll do a lot of complaining but they'll, but they'll still do all that and it was so funny man because because like it, it's there, there was this one club that the first lady and i went to a couple of times called santana and it's just it's just like it's like packed with with neapolitans and it was hilarious it was fucking hilarious to the point that we actually thought that for the italy for that for the italy bulgaria game which took place while we were there um we, we thought we thought that we would be able to watch it among a bunch of other Italians, and incidentally, uh, we were correct. We were fucking totally correct. And I don't know. It's just so funny, man. You show up to a beach club and just 
guys ahead, <laughs> it's people in front of you, people in front of you, people people behind you in line are just are, are cursing each other out in, in familiar dialects and you know, one I don't know the the one guy ahead of us didn't reserve in time and <laughs> just, just fucking it was so weird to just to just go to this to go to this place where you think you're gonna be you you, you think you're gonna be on vacation kind of away from anyone or anything you know and some, some fucking Nabolitan guy who's just fucking embarrassed that he's got to wait and that he may not get a spot at the beach club and he's telling his friend who's talking to the host Yamushi Yamushi Yam Yam yeah well, let's go let's get the fuck out of here <laughs> and it was, I don't know it was it was it was uh it was weirdly familiar it was weirdly familiar man but uh just just I got to I got to say everyone I, first of all okay first of all one thing that I noticed is that uh I don't know what it is but every fucking one of these beach clubs, there's like a host who who doesn't really have a role. He doesn't really actually have any job other than to just stand there. I don't know about you guys. When I see when I see a guy standing, when I see a person standing behind a computer at the entrance of of any establishment, I just assume I have to stop and like check in and say, yeah, hi, like you know, we have a reservation, and and. It happened multiple times that we would just fucking stop at the first hurdle, right? The first computer, and the guy would be like, "Yeah, no, just, just head on in." What the fuck are you? What the fuck are you looking at me for? I'm just, I'm just like security or something, <laughs> which was, which was fucking odd, which was really fucking odd. Uh, but, but like, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was, it was funny because, in a, in a lot of the more, in a lot of the more pretentious kind of clubs, uh, and by pretentious I mean the clientele. You know what I mean? Kind of a little bit, little bit more snooty, right? A little bit more, you know, fucking people that that that, that are a little bit full of themselves that kind of go there. Um, the, the 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 staff were also kind of like fucking full of themselves, and it was it was it was it was sort of funny. Just every every single female staff member at any bougie place felt like they were like hot shit, like they were top dog. It was really funny, and I gotta say, you 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 kind of get sucked into it, man. It's this weird, like it's this weird, like 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 alpha dog off when you're on a beach, you know, and you just you 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 kind of just like you you kind of just puff out your chest a little bit to like threaten off, you know, to, 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 to just ward off any other dudes, you know, kind of looking at you just to show off the physique or whatever, just or show off <laughs> show off your girlfriend, fucking show off any any stuff, any 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 things, right? Any commodities that you may have brought with you. It's weird because like everyone everyone's everyone's just like. Everyone's dressed to the nines, and everyone's trying to just, everyone's trying to act like it's normal, but it's not, right? Everyone's fucking trying to act like they're looking at menus, like they're not like, holy shit, look at the price of this stuff, what the fuck, you know? Holy crap, Jesus Christ, we got fucking euros, we could be eating for so much less. But but you know, everyone puts on a brave face, and you have these 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 you know wait waitresses that think they're hot shit that come up to you and take your you know take your order, give you menus, and you gotta act unfazed by it. You know, whatever, you know, you, you know, what you're getting into, you know, and the lady and I budgeted and it wasn't an issue, but that got us into trouble, man. That got us into trouble when we decided to go to fucking Salt Bay's restaurant, man. And, and oh, man, that, that was, that was a fucking, that was a whole other world. That, that place was absolutely wacko. That was, that place was absolutely wacko, man. And, and here's the thing. We, we booked we booked this place. I love steak, okay? So I reserved it kind of tentatively, like a month in advance, when I saw that the motherfucker was in Mykonos. He was on the island, and I was like, okay, if he's at the establishment, we'll go. It'll be worth it. Turns out, like, five days before we got there, he fucked off to go somewhere else in the world. I don't know where. 
Now, we still had the reservation. Then we're kind of like debating, uh, you know, what do we do? Do we keep it? Do we not? And I have a theory. When you're on vacation, like just v- vacation money's different. You, 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 don't, you don't have the same rationale. You tend to say fuck it a little bit more. And, and in the moment, it feels fine. But after the fact, you just feel like an idiot <laughs> if, if, if you, um, I don't know, if, 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 if you kind of feel like you got screwed over, it's kind of like that post not clarity where you're just like, oh shit, what the hell did we do? You know what I mean? We did a bad thing. And, and that, that's the best way I could describe the whole experience at this place. It was so weird. And you know, well, 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 let me just get into it now because I teased it a few weeks ago. I know a lot of people want to hear about this. So look, Paula doesn't love, Paula doesn't love steak. She doesn't love red meat, but she's like, you know what? Fine. I'll indulge you. You know, you've been, you know, we've been going to a lot of places. I want Lord knows, you know, on vacation, it's not the fucking guy who's picking places. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know about you guys. Most of you, most of the people who fucking listen to the pod are male anyway. I mean, if in most relationships, you, you guys don't want to, you guys know what I'm fucking talking about. If you, when you're in a relationship with a woman, you, you see, you got to pick your moments to just seed control. You know what I mean? Like white girls have the whole trip planned out in their mind. And to be clear, a, a white girl is not a girl who is white. It is a, a, gr- a girl from anywhere of any color who goes to a basic fucking spot like this on vacation and is concerned about all the different places they want to hit to pass the vibe check that they can, you know, that they can, that they can post about and shit. Has nothing to do with what color they are. Anyone could be a white girl. Let me be clear. I've seen, like, I've seen countless Korean white girls. They go on vacation. They're, like, fucking super into themselves. They're into, like, in the, you know, plastic surgery and shit. You know? Like, I, I don't know. I, I think, I don't know. Fucking do, do, do Middle Easterns consider themselves white or not? Do they consider themselves minority? I don't know, man. All I know is in L.A., if you're Armenian or you're fucking Persian... You you you're you're still a white girl, all right. You're still a white girl, you, you know, in Beverly Hills and shit, that type of person. Okay, now, again, not not saying that this is who my girlfriend is, she's not, but at the end of the day, she's still a white girl, all right. There's a range. There's a range of people. There's a range of there's a range. Okay, there's a spectrum on which you could be, and she is tolerable on the spectrum. Okay. But she is still, she's still, you know, she still likes going to certain places. She's, she's got taste, basically, which is, you know, most women have a bit of taste, right? But particularly ones who go to certain places like this tend to kind of, you know, you, you, you get on the spectrum, you get some that are a little bit more annoying in where they want to go and in their, uh, in their, in their, you know, pathological need to hit certain fucking places. And to live it up a certain way, you know, so whatever. Anyway, the, the, the point is, the point is, before I dig myself into more of a fucking hole, uh, the point is, their mind's made up, you know what I mean? A lot of the time. They know exactly where they want to go. They've had their eye on these fucking places because people they follow, you know, they've seen vloggers and shit. Uh, you know, they, they, they've, seen, they've seen hit certain places and they know exactly where they want to go. And they outline it and they will then pitch it to the boyfriend in some cases and want feedback. But other times, they have the whole itinerary planned before they've even gotten there. And they haven't even necessarily told you. 
They've just written it down subtly on their phone. And, uh, you know, depending on the relationship. In mine, because I'm basically, I'm half a woman, I'm half a girl myself. I'm I'm not necessarily a guy who's super indifferent to everything. I I don't mind being a little bit involved. I have opinions and and I I, I like to think I have taste. I'm a bit of a princess, okay? I'm a pretty boy. I like to to go around to certain places in some cases, all right? Um, so, So I was kind of involved in the planning process, but I'm still a guy, okay? I only, I only have so much in me that I, I you know, I, I can only participate so much in the planning process. To, to a certain extent, you know, as the guy, I, I'm always going to be a little more go with the flow, generally, right? So overall, overall, you know, I've been ceding control to the lady. She picks anywhere we want to go, and I'm happy to go along, you know. Sometimes there's a little bit of a, of, of a dialogue there, but overall, you know, I didn't have any, I, I didn't really have a ton of places that I really wanted to go to that I felt like I needed to use a veto for. Usually we were kind of on the same page, you know, and otherwise if there was something that she really wanted to do. You just gotta, you, you gotta roll with it, right? Like, yeah, you know, th- 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 there were a number of occasions when I was kind of, you know, aimlessly shuffling around behind her like a sad puppy in the town as she's popping into shops, you know, for 30 seconds at a time looking for stuff that I don't even know what she's looking for. She's just, she knows what she's looking for and she can't explain it, right? So anyway, so, so, so like this was supposed to be my kind of, my thing, right? The one time where like, where if it was really up to her, she probably wouldn't have wanted to go just for the fact that she wasn't super hot on the cuisine. I also... I also have this weird, I don't know, I also have this weird fetish with, with, with steak. And, you know, I, I've, I've roasted Salt Bay on the pod before. But man, the guy's fucking electric. I mean, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to resist. My fucking Roberto Mancini goes there, and he's buddy-buddy with him. And I, I, again, I booked this under the guise of like, okay, I might get a chance to get, you know, steak lowered into my mouth on a, a two-foot knife, you know. And uh, it'll be on video. It'll look, you know, weirdly erotic and we can laugh about it. But then, you know, you find out he's not there and you decide, fuck it, we'll go anyway. The hell with it. You know, let's just do it. Now, look, uh, here's the thing. The Greeks do a good job, to their credit, they do a good job of, of you know, knowing knowing how to go about working in tourism, man. It's so fucking big on these islands. So a lot of people come from the Greek mainland and, you know, work in Mykonos and Santorini just seasonally. So they speak English. And, uh, you know, English is kind of the, the, the common middle ground, right? For anyone that goes uh, to, to, to a foreign country, uh, generally, right? You, if you're Russian or if you're Italian and you go to Greece, right? The Greeks will be able to communicate with you generally in English. That's kind of the middle ground that everyone sort of agrees upon. Actually, funny thing, I, I heard some complaints from waiters when they found out we were Italian, but that we were Canadian and could therefore speak English. They, they felt kind of like, okay, we can actually have a dialogue with, this, with, with, these, with these people. They asked us, hey, why is it that so many of your fucking paisans don't speak English? <laughs> like, like, refuse to. What they're talking about are the Neapolitans because they're the ones who mostly go there. And, and it's true, man. A, a lot of the Napolitans do not fucking speak English. The people in Milan do a little bit more. The Napolitans just don't. It's fucking funny. They, they, they actually refuse to. 
and and to to the point you you, you almost just got to sit and on be like be like <laughs> like how do you how do you go on vacation and just 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 live in your same little bubble where you 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 just you know you just, you you only speak Nabaladan and that's it you, you you just you just assume that you'll be able to get by without speaking English and uh, whatever doesn't matter the point is the, the Greeks speak English generally okay now Salt Bay's restaurant is weird it's just fucking weird bro this fucking place is weird on a number of levels so it's a steakhouse um, most of the staff is Turkish and I think they're like straight off the boat from Turkey a lot of them like could barely speak English and I didn't realize this I didn't realize this because I'm a, you know I was so I was so I, I, I was so you know googly eyed I could barely I could barely contain my excitement once we sat down I didn't even realize a lot of the things that were going on around me. I was kind of willfully blind to it. Namely, uh, the, the 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 interactions with the waiters. And I'm not here to fucking roast the place or, or give a bad review. Dude, I, if, if, you, if you go online and write a bad review, like go out of your way to do it. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. You're dealing with some other issue, man. You're, you're dealing with issues of control or whatever and you want to... You want to exude control in that situation where you want to just say, yeah, you know what? I was dissatisfied with my service or with my experience at, at, at this place. I was dissatisfied with the service. And I want to let people know because, you know, I, I, want, to, I want to feel in control of this situation. You know what I mean? It's, it's fucking weird. This weird syndrome that people have where they feel like they have to go just, just spew to the world. <laughs> spew to the world. Like warning people that... that that a hostess was rude to their to their you know to their seventy five year old father in law and they were appalled. You know, shut up, fuck. So this isn't that. I'm not roasting the place, but I'm I'm being honest with you guys. This place was fucking weird. So the first thing, I mean, they sit you down, and I mean they're they're upselling you right away. You know, you're asking them questions about the menu. They're trying to point you in the direction of something more expensive. Now I know cuts of meat. I know that some of the shit that I'm being told is bullshit. Right out, right off the gate. So right out the gate, I'm like, ah, fuck. Okay, this is this is this is kind of a bit of a detractor here. But whatever. I order what I order. A weird thing happens. Then they serve everything to you. They serve everything to you to the point that it's uncomfortable. Now I'm someone who, I hate, man. I hate, I hate when I feel like I'm being, uh, like 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 bowed down to or revered as a client. I hate it. I, I I need to take the. I mean, that's too intense for me, man. That's too intense for me, man. I get uncomfortable when I feel like when I feel like, you know, I'm at a super fancy place and I'm waited on with 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 way more attention to detail than is necessary. I need familiarity, man. I want to shoot the shit with you. You know, I want a little bit of. I want a little bit of. I want a little bit of. You know, humanity from my from my from my waiter, man. I don't want to feel like he's my waiter. I want to feel like he's a guy I could shoot the shit about. Now, I I I put in effort, man. I always do. I, you know, much to the chagrin of the people I'm often with when I go out to dinner. But 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 to 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 deal with my own to deal with my own discomfort with with the dynamic between the waiter and me, who's just a guy my age, who's just you know, oftentimes a you know a year younger than me, a couple years younger than me, maybe a student same age as me sometimes. Fuck me, sometimes they're older. You know, it's really hard to tell when you're in your 20s, right? A lot of people look very similar in age. Some guys are just, you know, they're 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 looking to get a little seasonal gig and and uh, you know, fucking help their families. I don't goddamn know, but I don't view them as different. So I hate being called sir by guys my age or older than me. It makes me feel so weird. Now, usually that's not an issue. Anywhere I go, 
I'm able to kind of break. It's kind of like breaking the fourth wall in a TV show. You kind of break, you know, you, you break it down. You break the tension down. You ask some questions. You crack some jokes. You know, you swear a little bit. When you swear, they, you know, they kind of see you as a, as a, you know, you, you drop a fucking f bomb. They see you as a regular guy. You ask them questions. Uh, you ask them questions about fucking sports or politics or anything, man. Like, like. I don't know. Just get them to open up, basically. You get them to open up or just complain. If they're complaining to you, then you know that they're like, they're, they're totally, I mean, they've totally, they've totally relaxed. You know what I mean? They feel, they feel comfortable enough that they can talk to you about some of the issues of, uh, you know, fucking COVID or the island or, or, or which types of people are, are nicer to serve on than others. I don't fucking, I don't goddamn care. The one place I really struggled to crack them, the one nut I couldn't crack was the waiter at Nusret. And, and it was because, and I figured it out. Paula knew right away, but I didn't figure it out until like late on in the meal. It was that the guy was not proficient enough in English. So all he knew how to do was upsell. And then intermittently, as you're eating, he'll come and serve you. He'll come and serve you. I hate that, man. I want to serve myself. But the idea is, you know, solve basic guys. Like, yeah, you know, I'm the fucking godfather, right? I'm Scarface. Let me sit back in my chair, man. You serve me. Thank you. That's service, man. That's what I want. That's what I pay for, man. I sit back in my fucking chair. You fucking serve me my salad. You serve it to me, man. That's what, that's what I want. That's what the, the people come here. They get the best service. So, you know, this is very clearly drilled into the staff, man. And it's theatrical. It's theatrical. But again, they can't really communicate. So th- there's no real rapport that you build with the server, right? I'm leaving a, I'm leaving a massive tip, uh, you know, w- w- when I feel like I built a rapport with the guy. You know, even, even if it's fucking, even if he's, even if he's a sociopath and he's able to kind of just, you know, just just fake his way through interactions, and he he's able to make himself seem genuine. I don't, you know, I don't care. I don't think about that whether I'm being played. I just want to feel like I've had a real interaction with the guy, and I feel better about helping him out. But this place, man, Jesus Christ, you know, I think something like a napkin was dropped or something, and I like reached to pick it up, and waiter fucking rushes in to pick it up, and he's like, no, 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 it's my pleasure. Here you are like family. Please, I love my job. It's that, that kind of shit. Like really fucking cringy shit, right? So I'm trying to break him down, man. And every time a course is done, he comes by to pick up the food and, and he's like, you know, how was it? Or the, the plates, I should say. How was it? You know, he knows how to say that. And I go, it's good. And every time, you know, every time I would say it was good. It was excellent. Hey, nice. That's it. That's the extent of what he could fucking say. So... The food is excellent, by the way. It's fucking killer. It's way overpriced for what it is, but it's objectively killer, which is kind of like the the ultimate. That's kind of the ultimate. Uh, that's the real dilemma, I guess. Is it's 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 you know completely overpriced, but at the same time, I mean, the stuff's incredible. The only thing is, you could probably get incredible food like that at another very high end five star restaurant that is also expensive, but that is like half the price. You know what I mean? Or two thirds of the price, like 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 the prices are stupid to the point that they don't make sense and can never be, be be rationalized really, unless you just tell yourself that you're going for an experience, which is why they're able to charge what they do. But so eventually, like midway through the meal, toward the end of the meal, Paula points out to me every single time that the guy comes by to pick up our plates, and he asks how how it is. You know, and I kind of engage, right? I go, ah, oh, it's, it's excellent, man. It was totally, it was, it was awesome. It was, you know, perfectly rare. You know, he doesn't know any of that shit. He doesn't know what any of it means. No matter what, he just says, eh, nice. <laughs> no matter what. So what killed me was 
what killed me was um, at the end of the meal, we, uh, we had dessert. They had baklava. It was the only thing they had on the menu. So he's telling us what baklava is as if we don't know. But, you know, I, I didn't, you know, I wasn't a dick about it. I said, okay, well, thank you. We'll have that. To be fair, very good. The way they serve it, everything's, you know, theatrical, fucking slicing it up inside out and slaps ice cream inside it, serves it to us. Gotta say, maybe the best baklava I've had. So I made a point when the guy came by to pick up our plates, instead of just saying it was good, he goes, how was it? This is where I was a bit idealistic. I go, you know, I'll tell you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for asking. I'm glad you asked. I'll tell you how it was. You know, where we live, where we live. And my girlfriend's already rolling her eyes. She's already kind of like looking away now at this point, like just just red with embarrassment, right? Just to be associated with me. You know, you, you got to understand. This is like, she's been with me for two and a half weeks. And the whole time I'm there, I'm just like chatting up to strangers and stuff. And, you know, I'm just I'm craving social interaction. I'm a social butterfly, man. I also, I also love making people feel uncomfortable too. Which, which is a weird thing that I have where I just, I just am totally unbothered by weird so, by, by, by social interaction with strangers. And when people get uncomfortable, it kind of, it kind of makes me laugh. It's kind of like, it kind of like, you know, like helps me practice my improv skills or whatever. So it's kind of like a game I play, you know, with my, you know, alone, essentially, right? Where, I, you know, I'm the only fucking guy that's in on the gag. So I, I engage this guy. I go, I tell you, I tell you, you know how it was. It was, it was great. It, it not only was it great, where we live, we, where we live, see, you know, we're Italian, as we mentioned, because they, they ask you where you're from, and I didn't want to say we're from Canada, because once you do, they start fucking freaking out. Everyone thinks that Canada's a great place. You know, can't complain, I guess. I mean, I, I can't complain. You can complain about anything, but overall, whatever. Canada's been cool, you know, but uh, everyone seems to have this weird perception that it's like the fucking, you know. The, the the utopia of the north where everyone wants to fucking get to i i don't know what it is but so i di- i prefer not to say we were canadian so he goes where are you from we said uh, we're italian so anyway how was it i go i'll tell you how it was it was great and you know what where we're from we're actually from montreal we live in montreal in canada and it's a very it's a very you know cosmopolitan city man it's a very uh it's a very diverse city you know a lot of different ethnicities, and there's a ton of Greeks. There's a very large Hellenic community in Montreal. A lot of Lebanese as well, and they make baklava a lot. So we've had baklava. We've had a fair bit of baklava in our life, you know. In fact, my aunt married a Lebanese man who makes incredible baklava for us every Christmas. It's amazing. I mean, you you wouldn't believe how good this stuff is. Having said that, this may be the best baklava I've ever had. Little awkward pause, silence, right? Bear in mind, this guy hasn't said a word in English to us the entire meal other than try to upsell me, right, on like a steak and say, hey, nice. And then he kind of like, kind of like goes, <clears throat> he clears his throat and he goes, oh, but, but, but sir, you know, um, baklava is from, uh, is from Turkey originally. You see, you said that, uh, that, that, that the Greeks, they make baklava, but it is a Turkish dish. You see, it was, it was, it originated in the Ottoman Empire and he starts fucking going off talking about baklava. It was incredible. It was like, I finally got the guy to crack, except, <laughs> except, I don't know. It was like I had offended him. I gravely offended him and all I was doing, and I'm just telling him, dude, okay, okay, that may, may well be. I don't, frankly, I don't really give a shit who made it. I'm just telling you that they make it, Okay. Everyone fucking, everyone in that part of the world, everyone fucking east of uh, the Balkans has a claim on baklava, okay? I think he, I think they even make it in Bulgaria. I don't know. So all I know is they make it, and I've had it. I'm saying this is better, but but the guy was, yeah, I don't know. The, the guy took it personally, and it was really fucking funny, man. It was just really fucking funny because I, I finally, I, I was happy because I got the guy to crack. 
I got the guy to fucking crack. Now, here's the thing. So it was good, okay? It's overpriced. You know, everyone there has got to stick up their ass, you know. Fucking everyone, every, every, you know, every second, every second lady there has got a Brazilian butt lift and a fake nose. It's that type of place, right? There's fucking quotes from Don Vito Corleone in, in the bathroom. So it's, 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 you know, it's what it is, right? And I, now, now look, it, 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 let me just, let me put it to you this way. You could probably eat, you could probably eat gyros for a year, for the pri- every day for the price of that one meal, okay? Now here's the thing. Last week, last week, I uh, went with a buddy of mine to a Jamaican place. I went to fucking Jamaican jerk chicken spot uh, that he had been telling me about for the longest time. Uh, my buddy went to school with a lot of guys who are from like the Caribbean, so he grew up kind of on this stuff. He's he's uh, he, he's he's a you know, he's he's an Armenian he's an Armenian kid, really good friend of mine, Avo. Um, but he uh, loves the Caribbean and he loves jerk chicken and he loves uh, Jamaican food, man. So he's been trying to get me to go to a Jamaican place for a long ass time. And we tried going last year at the start of COVID. And we just, I don't know, it, the, the place that we wanted to go to that he wanted to take me to had closed. It was like the first weekend that COVID was kind of like, like, that COVID kind of shut everything down in March 2020. So we wound up trying to settle on this other place. And I thought it was good. He told me, no, nah, it's not the same. Forget it. You know, just flush this out of your mind. You know, flush the memory, perish the thought. This is not, this is not, this is not proper. We'll come back again another time. To uh, the right place. Well, we fucking did. Okay, a few days after I got back from Greece. And, man, I mean, this place, I mean, this was a fucking experience and a half, okay? I mean, if I told you, like, so they only take cash and e transfer. If you're in the States, that's like, you know, it's like Cash App in Canada. So no credit card, nothing. Uh, the place is closed on Monday. No, excuse me. The place is closed on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Tuesdays and Wednesdays it is closed. Which, 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 which is incredibly random. We went on a Monday, okay? Uh, my buddy goes here often, right? So he, he, he knows like he knows the ins and outs, and he says, all right, listen, I called in the order. You can go wait there. They'll give it to you out the window. I go, what do you mean out the window? I show up at the place. Bro, it's a fucking shack, okay? It's a room between two garages behind businesses facing the main street in a sketchy part of town Okay, it's a it's a very very Caribbean part of town in in, in in Montreal. Okay, the businesses here are a little bit are notoriously depressing. All right, uh, and so this place isn't even facing the main street. This is like fucking behind them. Okay, this is like in the back where pe- where where you have like you know like like staff doors where people where people typically will go out to smoke and stuff. Okay, so th- this this restaurant this this establishment is basically a kitchen in in its own little room, okay? Uh b- behind a bunch of garages, sandwiched between them. I tried to turn the door handle, bro. It turned on itself. I couldn't open the door. So I'm waiting outside this window, hoping the guy'll call out our order eventually. Apparently my buddy called in and he goes, "Okay, we'll be there in 15." The guy goes, "Yeah, come in 25." It's that kind of place. <laughs> there's a there's a fucking van parked on the front lawn. I mean, if you don't know about this place, like, like literally, if if you look this place up, man, if you look this place up, you, you wouldn't even you would you would struck you you wouldn't even understand how to find it because it's it's behind a bunch of other businesses facing a residential area, kind of on the corner, tucked away behind a bunch of uh, by by a couple of trees and buildings and hard to explain. Okay, now 
my buddy tells me, you know, you got to get the goat, get the jerk chicken, you know, they have oxtail. And he says, and I never drink soda, right? I never fucking drink pop. But, you know, I'm like, fuck it. You know what? I'm on a cultural experience. My friend is telling me that I've got to try this Jamaican pineapple drink. He asked the guy, do you have any cold ones today, boss? He goes, yeah, I do, actually. So, like, that's a surprise, right? Apparently, like, eh, that's a big fucking deal that they have cold ones. So he, he, my buddy's freaking out. Like, oh, my God, this is amazing. This, this couldn't be going any better. He asks if he forgot cutlery this time because apparently he did the last time. He goes, no, nah, no, nah, I got for you, brother. I got for you. Then he goes into the back and gets the fucking cutlery. So he actually did fucking forget, which is, which is amazing. It's fucking amazing, okay? Served it, into a, served it to us at a fucking styrofoam plate. We went to the park to eat it, bro. Now, here's the thing. I think it might have cost 12 bucks, 12 Canadian. So what is that, like like 8 euro? My friend claimed that when he started high school, like 10 years ago, it was 5 bucks. So I don't know, whatever. COVID, inflation, I don't, I don't goddamn know. Let me tell you, for 12 bucks, you're, 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 you're not eating the rest of the day, okay? You're not. Man, I think I might have liked that fucking experience more than Salt Bay. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all it is what it is man you know you need a bit of chaos you need chaos you, you know it's nice it's nice to kind of be like a little lost uh to, to not quite know what's going on go to a place that just confuses you that feels like it's a mess usually if a if 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 a if a culinary establishment feels like a bit of a bordello uh those ethnic places man they're 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 like they're, they're next level, man. That's how you know it's authentic. And Salt Bay, unfortunately, you know, it's, it's not. It's not. But, you know, having said that, I'm happy uh, Happy I tried it out. Happy uh, happy I fucking went. And I'm happy I had the, uh, I, I got the story to, uh, to fucking share, man. You know, but basically the bottom line is it's, uh, you know, it's a restaurant where, uh, you know, you got a bunch of guys who stink of beef Saint Laurent uh, with, with, you know, with, Blonde Barbies with uh, with with plastic boobies, you know, trying to trying to not be faced by the price of uh, you know exorbitantly, exorbitantly, uh, exorbitantly priced steaks. You know, that's all it is. Um, YSL man, Yves Saint Laurent Cologne man. I gotta say, I got a new fucking vendetta against this shit. I got I got a new. Uh, l- listen, I, I I I can't I can't deal with this fucking cologne anymore, man. And you know what it is? I I have a theory that nobody wears. Paco Rabanne, to an extent, is kind of the same thing. Okay, anyone that wears Paco Rabanne or that wears Yves Saint Laurent doesn't just put one fucking... I, I'm convinced that they don't just put one spray on themselves. It's strong enough that if they did, you would be able to smell it and it would be enough to choke you just as you walk by someone on the street, which in Mykonos happened to me like every fucking 15 minutes out in, out in the town, okay? Because every fucking douchebag wears this shit. But man, I'm convinced that anyone that buys that stuff doesn't just put one dose on. They fucking shower in it. They take a Euro shower in it, man. They spray it up their ass. They fucking spray it in their armpits. They fucking spray it on their shirt. They spray it on their neck. Jesus Christ. I was choking, man. Every time I would walk past someone with this fucking scent, I would lift my head just to get a look at the guy, just to see, just to confirm my bias. And sure as shit, every single time, it's a dark complexion guy with a full freaking beard and a skin fade. And, and like a Versace, like a Versace bowling shirt or something. And you know the guy drives a BMW. You know he does. So I, I came back with a little bit, with a little bit of a, a little bit of a, I guess a newfound crusade against, uh, 
the cologne. So yeah, no, never again, man. Never again. Just, just ne- never buy that shit. If you're listening to this pod, just don't. Or you know, if you do, I guess you can only do it if you're like a Persian Armenian guy who drives a BMW and and has a beard that is at least like three to four centimeters in length at its longest point. Then maybe you can get away with it. And maybe you can get away with it. But you know, otherwise, man, love Greece, man. I really did. Interesting toothpaste too. They they they, uh, they had herbal toothpaste. We bought like this weird toothpaste flavor where it was like, it wasn't mint flavored. It was, it was, I don't know. It was it was like it was it was like it was like rosemary flavored or something. It was just it was it was really funny, man. It was really funny to go, to just go shopping there and just like do groceries, buy honey, buy like super cheap fruit. And you know that that was nice to an extent. You know we 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 got to buy some local produce sometimes. Obviously. You know, a lot of Mykonos is kind of this weird mirage, you know, this weird, this weird oasis um, that that doesn't feel authentically that doesn't feel authentically Greek. But you know, it's only like that a few months a year. There are people that live on the island, uh, you know, like uh, like Cycladic people, and and if you sniff out the right spots, it's it's kind of cool. You to just, you know, get, get a little bit of a glimpse of the local culture a little bit. The driving there is exactly as you'd expect, um, which is to say like the rest of Europe, uh, insane. I, I'm not going to lie. We, we rent, so we rented a smart car. I secretly hoped a few times that uh, when I would spit out of the car that I would hit a, you know, I would never do this intentionally, but I kind of secretly hoped that I would, that I would just hit a, a, a scooter, a guy on a scooter blowing by me, passing me on the right in the eye. And that he would just maybe that he would just maybe fizzle out of control. Maybe, maybe not quite. Just like just like fly off the road because that does happen. That does happen often. There are crosses all over the road, right? So, you know, let's I, I, let, let's not let's not uh, let's not fucking trivialize the issue. But you know, maybe just give him a bit of a scare, right? Kind of like lose control a little bit, almost crash into someone. Maybe, maybe a little accident, right? But like a non-fatal one. You know, I I kind of had these weird violent fantasies about spitting and accidentally causing a guy blowing by me on a scooter. Uh, scaring the shit out of me in the process because they're loud as fuck. Uh, to maybe just you know to, to to almost lose control of his vehicle, um, you know. But 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 no no real complaints otherwise, man. It was a, it was a great fucking uh, it was a great fucking it was a great time. It was a great trip, and uh, no, it was. It, I'm very happy. I'm very happy we uh, that we got to go overall. I'm very fucking happy that we got to go, and uh, I also rediscovered my uh, my love for Pitbull, man. Pitbull is pure electricity. Pitbull is pure electricity. Unfortunately, they play him every fucking day at every given club. Um, probably not just in Mykonos. Probably in Miami too, man. Probably in Beverly Hills and in Dubai, in Ibiza. It's the same shit. Unfortunately, he, he, Pitbull is unavoidable, you know. And he's and he's immortal. He he will he will live forever. Like some songs, man. Uh, what's that one? Fireball. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but yo, that that one will live forever, man. It just will. And then you kind of intermittently throw in some of the other shit, right? All that stuff, man. Every fucking day. Uh, and you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not proud of the fact that every time it would come on, it wouldn't really annoy me. It would just get me fired up. So, uh, yeah, Pitbull's pure electricity. And, and you know what? Biggest, biggest win of the trip was probably the last day. If you're a longtime listener, you'll remember that a couple of years ago when I was there. With a friend of the podcast, Luca Mango. <sighs> I bought a Makeda kit, man. I bought a Federico Makeda kit because he plays for Panathinaikos. And I asked for a size small, and the lady at the store gave me a kid's small. 
don't I find the same stand there, okay, selling the same knockoff shirt? They didn't even bother change the sponsor. You know, no technical sponsor is, is on the shirt. I mean, I don't know if it's a Nike or Adidas or Kappa that makes the kits. doesn't matter. This, this shirt is immortal because it's such a bad knockoff that they don't even include a technical sponsor on it. Same ones from a couple of years ago. Same, same, same inventory. I guarantee you. Hanging from the same hook that caught my attention two years ago that prompted me to buy it in the first place. So I, I had to go back in and buy a Maqueda kit in a proper size. And I rocked it in Athens on our last night before we headed off. Got a lot of looks because he's kind of a banter player there, apparently, which makes sense. But I got away with it because people would say, oh, you know, are you a fan of the team? I'd just say, no, I'm Italian and I, I, he's, a fuck, he's, a fucking, he's a fucking hero. People would be like, okay, you know, I can't argue with that. You know, he, he is a hero and I understand why an Italian person would be able to see the banter of it. Um, but, you know, to be fair, the, the, guy, does, <laughs> the guy does score. He, he, he signed a multi-year deal to, to, to stay there for like, I think, a fourth year. So, no, I, I was just really fucking happy to, to find the kit. And I, uh, you know, I added it to my collection, man. It's nice that I could actually wear this one. And the, the, the best part of it was I got to go to the, uh, to the lady who sold it to me a couple of years ago, who obviously didn't remember me, but I recognized her. And I showed her this video from, uh, from the Pods Insta page from two years ago when I unboxed it, like weeks after uh, coming back from, uh, from fucking vacation. And uh, discovered that it was fucking size kids small and I could barely fit it over my chest. And Jenna Lady was dying laughing. So I showed it to her. She was peeing her pants. She, she couldn't believe it. So, you know, I, like that's got to be the first time that anyone has ever come back and said, hey, I'm back for, I'm back for more, you know. And, and, and in fact, this is kind of like the completion of my quest. Like, you know, like I, I've, I've, I've come to, I've come to right the wrong of two years ago, you know. So she, <laughs> so she, she, was, she was loving it. And uh, no, it was great. So maybe, uh, maybe, I may have to, if I think to, I may have to, maybe I'll fucking dig up that clip from two years ago. Although I look skinny fat in it because I didn't know Jenna Letty was filming me and the lighting was terrible, so I wasn't flexing. And I'm in my underwear, but uh, fuck it. It was funny, so I will uh, I will duly share it with you. Um, Man. Okay, what else has been going on, man? What the fuck else has been going on? I feel like I could talk about Mykonos forever. I had so many weird observations and shit that I wanted to get to. Um. Let's talk a little bit about City. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about some football. First of all, first of all, what is going on, man? What is going on? Napoli five games, five wins. At the time of recording, we're recording this podcast on uh, Friday, the twenty fourth of September. By the time it's up, it'll probably be like Saturday. So, uh, terrible time to drop a podcast. I totally understand that, but don't worry, we'll be back on a fucking sort of semi regular schedule next week. But uh, they they have looked really good, man. And I have to say, I have to say they. I don't think they'll win the title. Um, I just don't. Uh, but but, but I, I will say this. They definitely look like... <sighs> there's been enough continuity. Actually, it's it's weird because they've had a number of managers over the past couple of years. Uh, so there hasn't been enough continuity in that sense, I guess, to instill an idea since Sarri left. Uh, but a lot of the squad has been pretty similar in the way they've been able to just improve on it. Uh, just Just intermittently has been impressive. You know, bringing in a guy like Osiemen is, is, I don't know, let me put it this way. It, the, burden, the burden on a team like Juve to replenish the talent pipeline in order to kind of stay at the same level is, 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 is greater. That burden is greater than being at Napoli where you're kind of in, you know, you're in fifth, sixth place for a couple of years getting into Europa League and all you're doing is kind of throwing 
you know, you're, you're kind of throwing a few different ideas at the wall, hoping something sticks. Uh, and you have a little bit more freedom. I, I don't know, man. Like, like, I'm not sure that Juve would have signed, for example, Giovanni Di Lorenzo two years ago. But Napoli could afford to do that. They could afford to take that risk. Juve, on the other hand, have this weird pressure where they have to like almost get talent from top sides elsewhere in Europe. Napoli have done a pretty good job of quietly just replenishing, again, intermittently, certain little facets of the team. I like that Cameroonian midfielder who they brought in, who I uh, whose name's evading me. Well, what's there to say, man? I, I mean... They and Inter have been the two most impressive sides so far this season, but let's not look at let's not look past fucking Milan and Roma. Uh, biggest surprise is maybe Fiorentina, uh, maybe Fiorentina overall, or at least that you know I don't know. To, to be fair, to be fair, they've actually they've actually kind of fallen off a little bit the last the last week. You know, at the time of recording, having most recently lost their last game to Inter, but uh, you know that, that's a game that they're not expected to win, and I think just it's 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 a very nice it's a very nice step for them. Uh, and then I, I, I believe in Rocco Comiso overall as a guy. I, I definitely think his intentions have always been good. I, I think he's he's a guy who's been super fucking disenfranchised with everything that's been going on at the club since he arrived in Italy. So hopefully the success can be a little bit more sustained because it would be nice to see a club like that in a huge city have a big year. It's fucking early, you know. How long do I get to say it's early? Because as a Juventino now, you know, with a huge point gap to make up to get back into the, you know, to get back into a competitive position and get back into the top, you know, few team race. Um, I won't say title challenge because I don't think that's actually a realistic expectation this year. But, you know, given that you are a few points back now, how long do I have before I, uh, before I have to stop saying it's still early in the year? Like two international breaks, three international breaks, I guess November, right? Maybe, maybe November. I got another month, I think, of being able to say it's still early. So, 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 so I will. I'll abuse that. I'll, I'll, I'll bang that drum uh, and until uh, until Juve pick it up, uh, or until or until my time runs out, whichever comes first. <clears throat> but I will say, man, I, I'm really happy with how Roma have been doing. I like uh, I, I I like seeing them do well with with fucking Jose Mourinho because I think he is I don't know. He's good for Italian football. He's good for Italian football. I, he just I, I think in England, man, it just got so old. It got so tedious. And, and I, don't know, I was very surprised to see that they lost to Verona the other day, actually, last weekend. But otherwise, it's it's been they've been quite impressive. It looks like they're going to secure uh, Pellegrini on a longer team on a longer term deal. He's looked excellent so far this season, man. And and I, I got to say, I, I'm I'm really happy to see them doing well. I really am just because here's the thing, like. They, 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 they've not faced... Listen, they haven't faced Inter yet. They haven't played Juve yet. They haven't played Napoli yet. They have not played Milan yet. But they, they have they have to slap aside most of the rest of the league if they want to be competitive. And if Mourinho wants to achieve what he wants to, which is probably just to be in the top four and then, you know, be competitive for the title within maybe two years, if I had to guess. Um, I, I've liked Tammy Abraham a lot as well, you know, just as a, as, as a physical presence as a physical presence. And, you know, he got rewarded with a goal the other day against Udinese, which is nice because he fucking deserved it. But he, he had been he had been doing very well for them for a couple of matches now. And I think I think Mourinho loves him, uh, which is, you know, fucking ironic because I don't think Mourinho gave him a chance when he was quite young at Chelsea. But, you know, when does he ever, right? Uh, and he's coming to his own. He's coming to his own nicely, man. You know, he's 24 years old now this year. So I, I'm, I'm, you know, just as a neutral, I'm enjoying it, man. I'm just enjoying, I'm enjoying... 
I'm enjoying not feeling like my team have to win anything this year. I've kind of accepted it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it'd be nice if, if, if Inter didn't win as a Juventino. I, I'd rather that not go on forever. But it is what it is, man. It fucking is what it is. I will say, Milan are, 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 Milan make me laugh, bro. They, they really fucking do. <laughs> they, they really fucking make me laugh. Just because, oh, man. So, so you, you know that Zlatan is 40, and you know that he has injury issues, right? And you know that he's only going to be able to play a couple of games at a time before he has to maybe sit one out. That's to be expected. Unfortunately, you know, it's just how it is. He, and I don't know if I, I think I said this before. I, I said this on a recent episode, actually. But we, we, we need to fucking legalize doping in, in sports. I don't know what's legal and what's not. Maybe anabolic steroids are a little bit too fucked up. But we should allow for, like, I don't know. We should allow for, like, fucking crazy, like, like, like experimental stem cell you know, procedures or Regeneron shit. Like, wouldn't it be sweet if we could have Zlatan playing to at least 46, you know, because he still has the body of a 34-year-old? If we could have Cristiano to at least 50? I don't know, man. Like, I mean, if, if everyone could do it, right, if any team could administer, I guess then the issue is, like, you'd have teams in the second and third division and shit who can't afford crazy treatment. So players would have to go out and seek it themselves. That's where it gets a little bit shady, you know. But if the club is able to administer it, then that's good. But then maybe there's a gap because maybe some teams can offer better fucking, better fucking doping or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of talked myself out of it just now. I'm not sure. I'm not sure anymore. I'm not sold. Verdict is out. We'll see. We'll see how I feel about it next week. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like, like Zlatan fucking gets hurt, sits out, and you know who do they have to fall back on as their, as their you know number nine? Fucking Olivier Giroud. So it's like. You have a 35-year-old being the being the being the the key sub for a 40-year-old when most guys don't even make it to 40 and most guys start fizzling and out at 35, 36. So like Giroud this week had a bad back. <laughs> it's like it's like their, their fucking combined age is 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 like way past the age at which you can get senior benefits or claim your pension in most Western countries. I mean, it's just so funny to me, man. It kills me. Like so. so just, I didn't know that, to be fair, I didn't know, I know that Giroud, I think he had COVID a few weeks ago, and I thought that's why he was still out, but I was watching the Milan game the other day against Venezia, uh, and yeah, I was, I was laughing my ass off when the fucking commentator said, uh, you know, there might have been, a, it might have been the Juve game uh, last week, but I was laughing my ass off, bro, when they were saying, oh, you know, uh, obvious, obviously, uh, Olivier Giroud was, was, was brought in to be, uh, you know, to, to, to be, uh, to be the player to take off some of the tension from Zlatan Ibrahimovic, you know, take off some of the pressure, uh, you know, his advanced stage. Unfortunately, he sits today out with a bad back. <laughs> it's like, it's a bad, like, these aren't even serious injuries. These are just old men injuries, you know? Like, one, like one's got a little leg pain, one's got a, one's got a bad back. I don't know. So, I, I found that funny, man. But, um, uh, I, I think, I will say, I think Milan have been getting a lot of, like, undue praise for their game against Liverpool in the Champions League last week, which they lost 3-2, and which, you know, a game in which they got completely dominated in the second half, outchanced. I mean, it felt like a perfect Champions League game in some way because, the, the, listen, I can't be the only one who notices, like, what tends to happen in Champions League games often is you have these, like, sides that are often underdogs against a big powerhouse team, but the reason that they're underdogs is not because they're shit. It's just because they're up against a team that is like 
kind of on is kind of understood to be on another level. But the otherwise plucky under excuse me, the plucky underdog is otherwise normally a big dog in their pond. Hence why they're in the Champions League. So an example is like if you're Sporting Lisbon and you're playing against like Real Madrid. You know what I mean? Like Lisbon, Sporting Lisbon do not play counterattacking football in their league. But when they play against Real Madrid, they're you know they're a fucking plucky underdog, right? So they they, they they kind of have to sit back on their heels and try to play counterattacking football, which they don't necessarily always play. But Milan are pretty good at that and playing that kind of high tension football. So it actually worked in a weird way for them, right? At the end of that half, when they scored those two goals in back to back succession, going up two one, um, you know. But anyway, and, and listen, I don't want to talk about all the fucking Champions League games. We're not going to do that. Yeah, like you know, Inter blew it. Okay, you know. Atalanta's expectations in the Champions League are not that are not that wild. You beat Malmo as they're supposed to. Like, who gives a shit? You know, we're not going to go into detail over you know about all these fucking games. Um, but but I, I will say I will say though that that Milan game just kind of stood out a little bit because it it just felt like the best game honestly just from start to finish. It felt like the most it felt like the most exciting game. It felt like a knockout game which you love to see in the round of you know in the fucking round robin. But I gotta say, I love the idea that just fucking Jurgen Klopp is this sociopath man who just who, who who just puts on this face to the media, right? Where he's this like lovable character. Ah, yes, uh, you know, we 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 play. Come on, Mike. Come on, Mike. Ugh, Jesus Christ! I need to get a new mic. I need to get one of those fucking mics with an arm. You know what I mean? One of those like mechanical arm mics, so I can just fucking sit back in my chair and pull it with me. Fucking Mike almost just fell over. Right, okay, so so Klopp, Jurgen Klopp, Jurgen Klopp, man, in the media, yeah, you, you know, so uh, yeah, we're very happy to see Mo Salah, yeah, you know, uh, Pepe, Pepe is a great uh, manager at uh, Man City, and uh, <laughs> it's great, it's fucking, uh, it's fucking amazing, we won the fucking title, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. He's, you know, he puts on this charming front and I love the idea that behind the scenes like in the changing room after they gave up two goals in a minute to Milan right before halftime he probably just laced into them fucking veins popping out of his forehead like some like some fucking like some fucking you know bad trip on acid right kind of like like like, I don't know I feel I feel like Klopp would do really well in a fever dream like let me put you this way if you like took an edible or something or if you took fucking LSD you took acid or some shit, and you listened to a Jurgen Klopp halftime speech. You'd have the worst bad trip of your life. You fucking know you would, because he would just he would just be going off, man. He'd be going off like a like a fucking like I don't know. There's something about when I don't know. Maybe I've seen too many fucking World War Two movies, and I've seen you know too many fucking parodies of Adolf Hitler, and seen too many of his speeches, man. But anytime I hear someone yell in German, I just <laughs> don't act like it's not this, don't act like it's not this first fucking thing that pops into your mind too, man. When I just hear somebody go, ah, you, 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 you fuck, even if he's not yelling in German, just in a German accent, you fucking, you, you can't allow the bucket to the game. Like, what are you doing? Jesus, you got that, you fucking reclaim it. And then within like two minutes, they, they fucking <laughs> scored a goal to tie it up. And you knew that, you know, it was only going to be a matter of time before they won. I don't know. Everyone said, ah, you know, Milan, sh- Milan uh, showed that they can play against these teams. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't know if that's enough. Fuck it. I mean, yeah, the kid, they're back in the competition. Good for them, but. I don't know these weird silver linings. These weird silver linings, like oh, you know, yeah, you know, they, 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 uh, they, uh, sure, they got zero points and they lost the game and conceded three goals. But hey, you know, and they gave up a penalty. They could have, you know, which Magnol Magnol saved. 
could have uh, conceded four. Yeah, you know they 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 got zero points, but hey, you know they uh they they did themselves proud. I don't know, I guess. But you know this is a team that was winning fucking Champions Leagues fifteen years ago. Come on, come on now. Let's not be don't don't settle, don't settle, Milan fans. That's all. Just just yeah, okay. It's good. It's good to have you back. It feels it feel it does feel good to have them back, honestly. And with with the project that they've got going, it's exciting. Feels like there's you know some upside there. I don't th- I don't know that Pioli is necessarily the guy to take them long term. Actually, I I was in a I was in a Twitter room with Nima, Nima Tavali, uh, like last week, friend of the podcast, who was saying he doesn't think that Pioli is the guy to take them, kind of to I don't know maybe take that next step with I guess long term. And you know what I thought about it and I agree. I think he's kind of a transitional, you know, between regimes guy. Um, I think ultimately, if you're Milan, you want to bring in a bona fide A-list coach, you know, to maybe take that next step. It's just, but here's the thing: they, they've tried so many. I mean, that 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 job was like it was like managerial musical chairs for so many years. It's nice to have a little bit of stability now. So I would ride this out at least another year or two, right? But eventually, I think it's understood that there's going to have to be a next step that's taken. I wonder if they'll hit a wall. We'll see, man. We'll uh, we'll fucking see. We will fucking see. But um, you know, they 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 did they did good against uh, Juve last week. They did themselves proud, and they uh, they they capitalized on the fact that Juve have no focus late in games. So. You know, we'll we'll see we'll see if they can kind of keep uh, keep a bit of a good title challenge going here. But I mean, Juve are way out of the race at the moment, and I don't know if they'll be able to make it up. I'll be honest with you. I know they've done it before. I know they did it. Was it six years ago now? Yeah, I think six years ago. But you you don't necessarily see the same culture. I don't know. I I think at the time Max Allegri was. I mean, he he had just won. He just made it to the Champions League final. He had already he had won a title in the you know, in, in, in the previous year. And now he's kind of coming back to a, a weekend U.S. side that are, a, you know, that, that have a shambolic midfield and that are kind of a shell of the team they were a couple of years ago and that need, that just need something, something to change, man. So you feel like he's got a much bigger job cut out. I don't know if they'll be able to, you know, mount a title challenge at all now with a 10-point gap separating them from Napoli this early in the fucking season. They got to be basically perfect. They got to at least they got to go on like a ten game winning streak or something crazy, you know, in order to get back into it. And I don't know if this team has it in them, you know. They they, they struggle too much in defense at the moment, so it, it may very well wind up being between Milan, Roma, Inter, and Napoli. But we'll we'll, we'll fucking goddamn see. Who the hell knows, man? It is there's there's that platitude again, man. There there's that line again. It's still too early. <clears throat> it really is still too early. I do want to talk a little Azzurri. I know it's been a couple of weeks since the last international break, but man. Um, I'm really excited for the Nations League final. Now, here's a little, here's a little fucking uh, spoiler. And I know, you know, fuck you, Sam. You, you, you don't, you know, we don't hear from you from you for a month. You're, you're, you're gallivanting in Greece now. You're gonna, you're gonna travel again. But well, look. So, I, I'm, I'm very lucky. I'm gonna be, gonna be going to, uh, you know, listen. I, this is fucking encouragement to all of you. You know, I know not, ever, not everyone can, but if you're able to, you know, try to set yourself up. And again, I know not everyone can. People have people have you know families and, and and jobs and stuff, and it's not always easy. But if you can, fucking travel, man. Travel, you know, even if it's just you know going on road trips, have experiences. Do it. It's 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 so fucking gratifying. 
So uh, I'm lucky to be in a position to be able to do that, and uh, this is gonna be taking. So I'm gonna be taking the uh, the lady to Paris in like two weeks uh, for her birthday, and neither of us have actually been to France, which will be fun. You know, both speak French, so that'll be easy. But here's the thing: so we're going for her birthday, which is like in again in two weeks uh, during that international break, and if we beat Spain on the Wednesday in the semifinal, we play the final against either Belgium or France in Milano on the Sunday. So we will be attending the game if we do fucking make it. I'm so fired up, man. Because we were supposed to go to the Euro last year. We were going to, I was going to, you know, fucking, I was getting media certification. We were going to be able to, you know, be part of that whole shit. And it was going to be a big fucking step. And I was going to be able to ask someone, I was hoping I was going to be able to ask someone a really fucking stupid question, right? Like ask Roberto Mancini, like what's your favorite fucking Roman pasta or something? And uh, didn't get to do it. So dude, I, I mean, if we could win our second you know, our second international title in a year. Not to jinx it, man, but that would be absolutely just magical just to, 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 to even watch it on TV, right? So to have an opportunity to be there is going to be fucking incredible. Hope it does pan out. But I'm really excited, man. I really am. But let's, uh, let's talk about the team a little bit because the last international break, I mean, while we did break the all-time international uh, unbeaten record, I think, is it like fucking 36 games or 37 games? I don't know what we're up to now. I don't know. There were a couple of underwhelming games. I mean, there was that Bulgaria game in particular, which we definitely should have won that we snatched at chances in. And then there was the Switzerland game where Jorginho missed a penalty, and you feel like the jig is up there, bro. I mean, I know it's been said to death now, but you feel like he's got to figure out – I mean, he's got to figure out another way of taking penalties because all you got to do as a goalkeeper is stand still, you know, when he's skipping – Fake one way and dive the other, hoping he'll kind of read you. And it's worked a couple times now. And, and you know, it, it's, 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 I don't know. It, it's, it's a really weird penalty method take, right? Right. It's a really weird method to use to deploy when, 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 when taking a penalty. So it's not like he's just running up and, and hitting it and, and getting saved. I mean, that, that would be kind of like random and that would just be bad luck. But this is, this is this is a very weirdly mechanical thing he does. So obviously, you know that 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 penalty getting saved against Switzerland was was not ideal. Fortunately, you know the table is has kind of been kind to us. I think Switzerland failed to beat Northern Ireland a couple of days later. So we now are in control of our own destiny in World Cup qualifying after we smoked. Um, was it uh, was it fucking was it Lithuania a few um, a couple of weeks ago now? But look. There's this weird thing going on now where where, where Chiro Immobile just doesn't look I don't know. So so we won we won the Euro with Chiro Immobile, right? And you understand why he's still getting called up. You I mean he's still scoring in, in Serie A and the, there's no issue in this national team for fuck's sake. We're one of the best teams in the world. Okay. We're the, one of the best teams in the world. Not just one of the strongest national programs in the world as a team, right? As a unit. I mean, it's a we. It's been it's been it's been discussed at length over the past two months, over the past three months, right? Since the Euro started, it's a great group. Okay, uh, so I understand keeping the same faces around. I just I don't know. I, I I it makes you wonder. It makes you wonder. It makes you wonder if maybe it makes you wonder when the experimentation with some of the newer, younger guys who seem to be doing a little bit better with the national team. You wonder when 
the experimentation comes into effect. You keep it, you know, strictly for games against Lithuania, where we kind of have to put an asterisk next to the game and say, oh, well, yeah, you know, Moiskin scored two and Raspadori scored two, but it was against Lithuania. Or do we, do we, you know, put them in uh, for like a final, you know, if we, or like a semifinal for a major semifinal, right? Like, uh, like the one coming up against Spain. I don't know if it's, I don't know if the Nations League is considered a major semifinal, but but but, but I guess it is, right? Because it's it's an international tournament. It's they're, they're, they're silverware at stake. So, um, no, yeah, no, it, it it is a big fucking game, right? If I think you you start your best team a hundred percent, no doubt. But I don't know that you start Giacomo Raspadori against Spain. That that feels kind of crazy, right? But you know that if Immobile is gonna start, he just he's gonna run around like a fucking moron and probably not. He's gonna he's gonna be doing the same clumsy shit that he has been in the four three three, as the lone striker. I don't know, man. I don't know. I really don't know. Now, granted, you play Immobile against Lithuania. Of course, he fucking scores, right? He has to. And you play Raspadori against Switzerland, and he very likely also doesn't break the deadlock. So it's a weird one, you know, where we still don't have like, where we still don't. Have, honestly, it should be fucking illegal to keep talking about this, about the the lack of number nine, right? When we won. We won the European Championship without one, and we're the best team in every single game we played, basically. So, I don't know, man. It's interesting. I, I, I listen. I, I think, I think Roberto Mancini's got great. Uh, he's got a great cast at his disposal. So I, I look forward to seeing how he, how he kind of just starts integrating new faces in the next year. And I, I think it's clear. Listen, if you're not playing, I think he's going to start phasing you out now. Um, you know, like for example, like I don't know that Rafael Toloi is going to keep. I don't know if he's going to be as much of a mainstay in the side. I don't know if Acerbi is going to be as much of a mainstay in the side. Uh, you know, I didn't think Acerbi had a great game against Bulgaria. You know, but I've not been hot on him. I've not been hot on him for a while. So I think you just throw Bastoni in because he's younger and because you know he has more upside, right? You know that like within like in two years. I mean, if it's maybe a toss up now, you know that in two years he'll be better than Acerbi. So so give him the experience now because it may happen. You know, sooner than later, it, it may be that in a few months he'll be like he'll be like a bonafide starter for Gli Azzurri, right? He may, it may he may just kind of like nail that spot down. So give him the opportunities, I would. That's it, man. That's fucking it. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's so great watching the Azzurri now, man. Like it does feel like it does feel like the, there's this weird reinvigorated, you know, energy among all Italians toward the side. And I always loved international football, but it's you know feels a little bit more communal now, which is nice, you know. Oh man, no, I I fucking love firing up the uh, the VPN man, the Italian VPN, just to watch the games on like Rai with the with the proper commentary. Um, so yeah, look, I'm 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 really fired up for the Nations League though, man. And I think I think listen, probably not much is gonna change. Uh, you know, in in the three months separating the last main game and this one, so it'll be uh, it'll be a fascinating fucking contest, and I can't wait because we we're flying out that night, man. So pretty much like. As we're flying out, we're going to know whether or not we have a game to go to Milano on the Sunday. So I'm fired up. I'm fucking fired up. And, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that – I'm really fucking hoping that we'll get to just make good on the experience that we uh, that we missed out on at the Euro, I guess. So, uh, and, and you know you know what else I love about watching the uh, the Italian coverage of the Azzurri now is they have uh, – they often have – you know, they, they have a former international there, right, and – what you get after the game is amazing. You get this full, like, fucking, this full breakdown, this full show, this full post-game show in Italian that's, like, an hour long. I, I 
drank it up, right? Claudio Marchisio has been a part of the commentary team in the past, but in the last international break, they had Luca Toni, and I couldn't help but know, man, the guy's still so hot, man. He's like, what? He's 43, 44, I want to say 44, 43, 44. The guy, he's such a fucking man rocket, man. He's so good looking. And, and, and I realized, man, I had a little epiphany. I think there's not an Italian family in the world. There's not a person, okay? There's not a person with an Italian family who doesn't have at least like one cousin that at one point in time was in love with Luca Toni in like 2005, 6, 7. Like, like in that tournament, he captured so many fucking young ladies' hearts. And and I, I don't know. I, one of my cousins to this day, like still, he's like her man crush. I'm convinced that there's not a single family in Italy that doesn't have one relative. I'm convinced that there's not, there's not a single person in Italy that doesn't know a relative that's fucking in love with Luca Toni and that long flow, that great fucking head of hair he still got. He would score goals. He was tall. You know, he's dashing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's great to see him on TV, man. And I, I, I love that. I love, I love seeing, I love seeing fucking Claudio Marchisio rocking a double-breasted suit. That's what it's all about, man. You know, on t- on TV. <clears throat> uh, hero of the week, hero of the week. We're not gonna do Stronzo of the week. Um, it's not even hero of the week, man. It's just hero of, it's just a couple of shout-outs. I don't know, just that that have kind of come to mind the past couple of weeks that I've not recorded. Uh, I guess we'll we'll get back to hero and Stronzo next week, but. Nah, I don't know. I'm just I'm just giving a couple of shout outs to, to, to some some folks that I think deserve uh some recognition. Uh again, yeah, no no stronzo, no stronzo this week. But um yeah, Brian Dodien. Brian Dodien gets one hero for sure. This is actually gonna be a bit of a somber hero of the week segment. It's more of an in memoriam, I guess. So Brian Dodier uh was a Juventus Primavera product who got cancer when I think he was 12, 13 years old and, and uh, he, he fought it and I think he kept playing and unfortunately it came back. It took his life. He's 17 years old. Um, you know, beautiful little boy. He, uh, I think he made, you know, he, he made friends with Paul Pogba a few years ago at the club uh, who, who seemed very, you know, understandably saddened by it. And it was just heartbreaking to see those pictures, man. So you, you hate to see that. Unfortunately, weird. I don't know. The, the past couple of years there have been a handful of Primavera products in Italy who have passed away, and it's so. I mean, death sucks. Um, death fucking sucks, man. But it's especially sad when anyone young dies, and I guess when it happens in the context of a football club, even though young people unfortunately die of tragic circumstances all the time, when it happens in the context of a football club, it just feels more relatable because you think they're just they're just young guys living out, you know, trying to live out their dream which most people which most guys that are into sports can relate to right so yeah rest uh, rest easy buddy um jimmy hayes jimmy hayes former nhler he actually passed away like a couple of days before the last podcast was recorded and i i, I made a point of wanting to give him a shout out um on the next pod which is only now and again you know i'm, I'm a fucking joke i know for going this long between pods and i apologize for that but yeah, Jimmy Hayes, uh, young man, young man in his uh, in his thirties. I think he might have been only thirty one, thirty two years old. He had recently retired from uh, pro hockey. His brother, younger brother Kevin, plays for the Philadelphia Flyers. And over the years, I listened to Jimmy on podcasts on Spit and Chicklets, which I which I loved. I played hockey a lot growing up, so I'm you know I'm in Canada. I know this doesn't necessarily resonate with listeners elsewhere in the world. I, I get the metrics, and I know that Canadians are only a, a, a small portion of the people that listen to the show, but. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's 
he, he was a very respected member of the hockey community, especially in the American hockey community, uh, the hockey community in Boston. And uh, it's very sad. It's very sad to see him go. He leaves behind a, a wife and two young boys. Seems to have died under, you know, very, very strange circumstances suddenly. Um, who the hell knows what happened? I, you know, it's it's it makes you wonder, man. It makes you wonder. Makes you think about, you know, how how finite life is and shit. And you know, and, and this isn't to take a. I don't mean to take a somber turn. Um, but. Uh, I don't know. I just it, it hit me pretty hard. It hit me pretty hard hearing that because it's he, he he's a guy who had a podcast with a couple of other old hockey players, and he was very good to um, members of a you know probably Spit and Chicklets is the biggest hockey podcast out there, and they were all very close to him. So I I don't know. I just I kind of developed a bit of an affinity to that family and to a lot of the hockey players in Boston, man, and. And a bunch of them do come out of Boston, so they're 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 all pretty tight. And to see how how torn up they all were about it was very upsetting. So, uh, yeah, wishing uh, you know good vibes to to, to his family in uh, this very difficult time. And lastly, Norm Macdonald, man, Norm Macdonald was an OG. He was an OG who did not give a fuck what anyone what anyone said. Um, died just last week. Uh, was battling cancer pretty pretty quietly, man, and. You know, again, I know no one really gives a shit what I have to say on 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 the matter. On on you know, it's not. It's, I guess these aren't my eulogies to read, right? They aren't people who I personally uh, knew. But I don't know. It's just when 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 folks when folks die in kind of communities that you're that you have an affinity to. It's just a little bit upsetting or when people who you look up to uh pass away it's 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 likewise upsetting i don't know and norm mcdonald was just one of those guys you know who who just was very unashamed in his uh, in his comedy and his um and the way he the way he went through life man the way he the way he the way he approached his craft um he didn't take himself too seriously man he just wanted to he was <laughs> he just wanted to waste your time pretty much and make fun of oj simpson you know and he didn't care at what cost that came uh he thought it was funny and he just kept writing the same jokes until until he got canceled and man what was badass about him was i think after he got canceled by snl he he got asked to host a show like a year later and he came back and said geez what the fuck happened either either i got a lot funnier in the last year or the show sucks <laughs> you know just I don't know. It's the balls on that guy. Just the, the stories people tell about him. He was a he was a wild man who just didn't care about a lot of, you know, status quo. And I have a lot of respect for that. So yeah, big up to uh, to Norm Macdonald as well, man. All heroes of the week, uh, in my book, who I um, who I think the world will dearly miss each and every one of them. Um, on a lighter note, before we wrap here, let me just. God damn it! This this is. I said this would be a bit of a longer pod, but. I don't know if I saved this or not. You know what? I think we're going to save the fucking Sunday League talk for... for for for. We're going to save the Sunday League talk. Fine, we will. Okay, we're going to save the Sunday League talk for an upcoming episode. But, like, I'll just say this. My team is a fucking mess. My team is a fucking mess. And Genaletti was a part of it a couple of years ago when it started. And he's he kind of jumped ship a while ago. Like, he, like two years ago, he kind of started seeing the writing on the wall. 
and he's generally more cynical than I am, and he'll kind of back out of stuff before me, where I, whereas I'm a little bit more idealistic, and I'll kind of hold on a little longer. But he, he had me convinced a couple of weeks ago that it was time to take the club behind the shed and shoot it in the back of the head because of <laughs> which is imagery by the way a picture he painted that I fucking loved and I said I have to keep repeating just out of respect for 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 how vivid it is and 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 how entertaining I found uh I found the idea to be that you know you, you fucking personify the club to the point that like it's this sad old dog that needs to be <laughs> needs to be put down <laughs> behind the shed with a fucking 12 gauge shotgun um but I mean man just, let me put it through this way we had guys paying to not show up at the end of the year. Guys had paid and they would rather pay to not fucking play. Like, like it's So I'm in a position now because I run this team, bro. I'm in a position now where I know that everyone is more in love with the idea of the team than they are actually with playing football. They're, they're not in love with the idea of playing football for us anymore. They're just in love with the idea of what, we, what the fucking Sunday League team represents. And for that reason, they're gonna make me fucking hold on for another year, and they're guilting me into it, and and I feel like a I feel like a fucking drug addict going back to the crack pipe, who said I was out, who feels like he's getting pulled back in, to quote Michael Corleone, and and that's it. I feel like a jerk off. We we may have to get. Listen, here here's a damn. Okay, so here's the thing. I was gonna say we we maybe have to get some guys, some buddies of mine, I guess, some guys on the team on to pretty much. I don't know, have crisis talks or just just discuss like what may happen or, and, and whether or not we should continue and maybe try to convince me live on mic to, 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 to not let the team fold. Now, see, here's the thing. I wanted to do this two weeks ago at one of our games. I said, boys, I'll be bringing the mic uh, and before the match, we'll be able to, you know, shoot the shit and you guys can fucking you know, exchange some ideas and you guys can talk about like what you think the big issues are. We can have a little diagnosis and, you know, we'll decide what the prognosis is. Bro, three guys on the team showed up and two call-ups. We had fucking five guys. We had to forfeit for 11 aside football. I mean, if that's not the most damning statement, so the segment never got recorded. Like the segment is basically just crickets. It's fucking crickets. Like I was going to bring the mic to talk about what the issues were and nobody showed up. That's the segment right there. I mean, so, so I don't know. I don't know if I get anyone on the team on. I don't know. Just, I don't know. I'll see. I'll see. I don't, you know, fr Frank, I don't have it in me. Nah, fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Not now. Not now. Let, let's, you know what? Let's, uh, let, let's, let's wrap this shit up. Before we do, let's just get to a little match fixing action from, uh, two weeks ago, which was the last time that Jenna Letty had picks, which were shared on, uh, social media, on Twitter, uh, and on Instagram. So again, this is just a review. Uh, we don't have any picks for the upcoming weekend. We'll, you know, we'll be doing that whenever General Lady's feeling it. But we're just going to kind of restate where he's at and how he's been doing for the record so far. Um, so this is from two weeks ago. Nick said Fiorentino over Atalanta, double chance. Um, so two point five odds, bro. He fucking hit that one. He was right. Fiorentina beat Atalanta, which was very surprising. I mean, it was a very bold pick from him, and he fucking that one paid off. Uh, that one paid off. So he also picked uh, Empoli over uh, Venezia, which uh, did not hit. I told him he's got to stop betting on Venezia outright. Uh, Venezia actually won that game. It's their one win of the season to date two weeks ago uh, at the time of recording when they beat uh, Empoli. He also put uh, both Spezia and Udinese to score. Incorrect in that one. Uh, Udinese won 1-0. And he also picked Juve over Napoli, uh, despite the fact that he was having second thoughts about it. 
He was having second thoughts about it. He just put uh, money line on that one. So he parlayed Empoli Venezia with the Spezia Udinese, both teams to score bet. Uh, so he lost that one bet, and he lost the uh, Juve over uh, Napoli money line bet. So he actually went one in three two weeks ago, but that was his first losing week. He he, he had been on fire up until that point, and uh, yeah. So, so so he also he also picked. Uh, Moiskin to score two goals in the Lithuania game just beforehand, which we tweeted about. So that one's going live on the record. So that was a very impressive one. That one hit within like 30 minutes also. So he's been doing quite well, and I think it's pretty encouraging overall. I think he maybe like, he certainly has a winning record at this point. And I know I should fucking have this, but I think he's got the uh, he's got the document, which I don't have access to at the moment. Uh, but I think he's like, fucking, well, Jesus Christ, we're going to have to do a better job of keeping track of this. This is a fucking joke. But he, I think he's like seven and two. Or seven and three, which is very good. He also put a future bet on Dusan Vlavic to become Capo Canoniere at seventeen to one odds. So uh, again, we'll keep you guys posted uh, regarding his record. Just kind of you know a little update, but do do stay glued to uh, the Twitter and the uh, Instagram for updates of that nature to just kind of always get an idea of where Nick's picks are at. And we'll do a better job of updating you guys on the pod as they as they go. What we may do though is what we is we might uh, not always preemptively share what his picks are for a weekend. We might only post them on social media and review them the following week and see how his record is, depending on when the podcast is up. Uh, but yeah, so far so good for Genaletti. Still has a winning record, encouraging so far. But yeah, stay glued to Instagram and Twitter for more news of that uh, of that ilk. Listeners, it was great to uh, it was great to be back. I'm, I'm really sorry about the delay, but uh, listen, starting next week, we'll be back regularly. We'll be doing uh, what we do, nice little mix of, uh, you know, nice little mix of uh, cultural talk, which I understand that was a little bit less of this week. Um, but you know, I just wanted to kind of, I don't know, I had a lot of shit I wanted to get off my chest and just kind of share with you guys, and I just kind of, you know, wanted to had to get some reps in here, man. Had to get back on the mic and had to get comfortable with it again. Uh, but yeah, so it'll it'll be a nice little mix of culture and uh, you know and, and and comedy and all the fun you know little fun little thoughts I have pop into my head all the time as usual. But yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll revisit the issue of uh, of the Sunday League team um, for another day. But uh, until then, listeners, get at us on all platforms at Cultural Podcast again on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at Cultural Podcast. Much love to you all. Thank you for tuning in to this 142nd episode. Thank you for your patience. I apologize again. I know I'm the fucking worst. It won't happen again. We are back, baby. We are officially fucking back. Uh, and it's good to be back. So until next episode, much love to you all. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, enjoy the cultural. Enjoy the Serie A matches this weekend. And until next time, uh, we will catch you soon. Next pod will probably be out once Champions League games have wrapped tentatively. We're not on a fixed schedule. It's just one a week. That's sort of the goal now. I'll leave you guys with this until next time. It's officially the fall. It's getting a little doom and gloom uh, outside. It's a little gray in Montreal at the time we're recording. So I'm feeling this one. So, uh, yeah, let's go out to a little Skepta, man. This is one of my favorite beats, uh, one of my favorite tracks to have come out in the last couple of years, uh, period. So, yeah, hopefully you guys vibe to it with me. Until next time, I'll catch you soon. Love to you all. Go have some Jamaican food. Bye. Ciao. I'm trying to get paid, take money, cash checks You see the set, that's Lash, that's Dex Young C, Young Shorty, Milcavelli White bricks, true religion, on the telly, it's me Wiz got the house full of freaks That's why I haven't been around for a week I'm getting pounds in my sleep I'm at the top of the mountain, it's peak 
bring it back before the villain I had a life, real talk, true religion It's in the blood, in the jeans, in the stitching Walked in, no weapon, made a killing Tongue kissing, pretty women New iPhone cause I'm done with all the bitching Tryna be in my position Keep my shades on cause they're trying to see the vision She tell me bad man, see I need your love See I need your love me need you close to me, me tell I say me or stay on the road Bad energy stay far away, make you stay far away Just give me love for the night, give me love for the night, girl waste no time Breakfast in bed on a plane, I could never complain I was walking with the limp, had the cane, deck said greatness and nothing was the same now we're set for life I saw the turn up button and I pressed it twice You heard I'm in the club, then my best advice Is put your shoes on and come and get your wife Cause we've been having sex just for exercise Every night men are doing sex exercise She look into my eyes, now she's mesmerized She tell me bad man, see I need your love See I need your love Me need you close to me, me tell I say me Or stay on the road, bad energy